We bring in Atlanta's morning news anchor Judd Hickenbotham and three decades plus now Bulldogs broadcast veteran Neil Hondo Williamson to talk about the Dogs' upcoming season. Guys, good morning. Hondo, Bulldogs' biggest strengths going into the new season. Offensive line for sure. Offensive line is uh, especially, you know, the middle three guys, both of our guards on our center, all come back. They're all killers. And then out of the tackle, we have some incredibly capable young men ready to come in and, and take the place of two guys who went to the NFL. So uh, we lost McClendon and Broderick Jones. We bring in uh, our Ernest Green at one tackle or Austin Blasky at that tackle or as a long shot, a freshman Monroe Freeling, who's very talented young man, very uh, athletic at 6'7", 300 pounds, and he's put some more weight on him this year. And that the other tackle, it's Amarius Mims. So our offensive line is going to be great. Uh, other strengths, I would say, are secondary for sure. When you bring back Malachi Starks and Javon Bullard and uh, um, uh, Kamari Lasseter, a whole bunch of guys coming back there. So we're terrific at those two places. And ball catchers, and I'll say receivers, but ball catchers, because you, know, you start with the tight end, Brock Bowers who's terrific, but then guys like Lad McConkey and Arian Smith have a couple of uh, fellows who came in for, via the portal, uh, Dominic Lovett and Ra-Ra Thomas uh, from, from Ole Miss. We have a lot of good ball catchers this year and a lot of depth at receiver, which is important because then you can practice more reps with the guys and get them through with your third team. And this is important to the team for depth that, that you have that kind of third team action going on at practices. Yeah, well, you mentioned the offensive line. You mentioned those pass catchers. Kind of leads me into my question. Um, who's going to be under center for the Bulldogs this year to take over for, for Stetson Bennett and everything he did with this team? I, I got to figure it's probably Carson Beck. At least that's what I hear. But you have those two young guys who, who are kind of ready to go. It's going to be interesting to see what they come out with uh, come fall in the first game. Well, I'm kind of surprised because I, I was promised to do this interview that you guys were going to tell me who the quarterback <laughs> right. was going to be <laughs> this season. I mean, Chandler, come on, man. I thought you were going to tell me. Well, you know, Carson Beck had a terrific spring game, apparently a really good spring as well. I was up there for a couple of practices, I guess, besides the scrimmage and a scrimmage besides the spring game scrimmage itself. Uh, yeah, Carson, probably the front runner right now, but you have Brock Vandegrift, who's uh, going to be a, a junior, a third year, and Gunnar Stockton, who's going to be in his second year. And, uh, yeah, good quarterbacks, great recruiting. We'll see what happens, what comes out of August. As we know, you got to prove it on the field, and and, and you got to prove it every week with Kirby. He he doesn't play favorites. No. you got to be able to do it in practice, and then you have to do it when the band's playing too. Yeah. What do you think about Stetson Bennett as far as his pro career is concerned now in the NFL? He, he did so many things at Georgia. What's he going to do in the NFL, do you think? I, I agree with Cooper Cup, you know, the all-pro receiver from the Rams, who said that Stetson Bennett is definitely the most athletic quarterback that they have from Georgia on the Rams this year. <laughs> and of course, and that's that was knowing who they have, right? that's knowing who they have is Matt Stafford, and you know, of course, Cups uh, digging on on Stafford there. Yeah, I don't know if Stetson's going to start in the NFL. Uh, not ahead of Matt Stafford, I don't think. Not with that arm and that experience. But uh, Stet's proven himself time and again for for the doubters. And you know, the Rams the Rams reached up for him. A lot of people didn't think he was going to go that high, if at all, in the seven rounds. And the Rams are giving him a shot. Looking at this program overall and what's happened the last couple of years and since Kirby has taken over, you've, you've followed the dogs for a year or two, I think, <laughs> or maybe a few decades. Uh, <laughs> is this the best you've seen this program uh, overall, just the state of the program? I mean, going back to the Dooley years, I mean, those were some good years, too. 
Yeah, those were some super years, especially 80 through 83. Of course, the dogs yeah. uh, winning a national championship, playing for another, barely losing to Penn State in 82 and uh, and being awfully good in 81 and 83 as well. Yeah, you have. I, I don't know how you can deny that this isn't the best the program has been because we've won back-to-back national championships yeah. and we've never done that before. Uh, Coach Dooley, who was you know, a, a dear friend, uh, I'll never forget him saying to me once, you know, people, people tell you, ask you about who is the best Georgia quarterback. And, <laughs> you know, Neil, uh, Buck Baloo's the only Georgia quarterback who ever won back-to-back SEC championships. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Buck, and Buck could be the first to tell you with some of the other guys who've come through and, and talent-wise, even though Buck was incredibly talented, you know, there's some pretty talented quarterbacks who've come through our program over, you know, the past 125 years. But, uh, um uh, you win two in a row. You win two rings in a row. We've won 33 out of 34, I think is what it is. Yeah. This is, this. I get the guys to sing all the, you know, I try to get the guys to sing all the time on the air. These are the good old days. Probably That's for right. the best. Yeah. <laughs> More than likely. Sire and Scott just look at me and raise an eyebrow. <laughs> That's right. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a head coach uh, this day and age with all the recruiting, all the NIL stuff, with everything you have going on, even social media stuff, to try to keep it just all organized and together. It's it's kind of amazing to see what, what guys like Kirby Smart and even Nick Saban have been able to do. Yeah, well, even Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing now, and the, and the staff really uh, exemplifies or, or mirrors um, uh, the expansion of all of the duties that are required out of the coaching staffs now, you know, back in the old days, they had nine assistant coaches yeah. and a trainer and, and then expanded, expanded. And now I walk through the new facility over in Athens and I, I can walk by room after room and go, who are those eight, eight, eight guys? Yeah. <laughs> who are those seven people? They're who all are... the nutritionists and everything else, oh, right? Well, I know the nutritionists. I'm talking about the people I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are just rooms full of analysts. So the opposite and... of radio is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, it's the opposite of radio yeah. where now, you know, you can shoot the cannonball yeah. through uh, <laughs> through some sections. Uh, that's right. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the team and they're, they're going to be strong once again, whoever it is at quarterback. The conference, especially the the Eastern Division, I mean, would you say might be a little down this year? You look at the schedule for Georgia coming up. I mean, Tennessee is, I, you know, you look at the the games to kind of circle. Tennessee's got to be the big one right there at the toward the end of the season. Yeah, Tennessee is is definitely the one that people have circled in Florida for obvious reasons. G- Georgia's schedule is light this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia fans will know this, but for people who out there who are not necessarily. Uh, gobbling up every bit of red and black info they can get off the internet. Uh, we were supposed to play Oklahoma at Oklahoma. That's a you know one of the five best programs in America traditionally, mm-hmm. and that game was removed from the schedule by the conference last year because Oklahoma and Texas are joining the conference next year for scheduling reasons and balance and yada yada yada. <laughs> we never really got an answer as to why they removed that and we replaced them with uh, Ball State or Tennessee Martin. I forget which one was on the schedule and which one came in. So um, the the schedule is light when you look at that. But it's interesting because the ESPN, the guy at ESPN who's the expert who who rates schedules based on the talent levels, returning and preseason, top 50 teams and all that stuff, Georgia is playing five of the top 30 teams really? in the nation this year, okay. according to him. Let me give you an example or a counter to that, Michigan's playing two. Wow. Ohio State's playing four. Mm-hmm. Now, the rest of the SEC is 
playing four, five, six, mm-hmm. especially in the West. A lot of those guys are, are playing. But Georgia's got five on the schedule. Ole Miss, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee, and Auburn are all in the the strength index of the team's top 30. Yeah. That's not a light schedule. But compared to some other years, and certainly <laughs> compared to the upcoming years, uh-huh. It's a light schedule. That, that's what you lead me into the next one. I, you know, next year you add Oklahoma and Texas. How big is this conference? You know, how big are the conferences are going to get? I'm wondering what college football is going to be like ten years from now. As super far as, conference, yeah, super conference, yeah. right? And that's yeah. pretty much it. You run the risk of. Um, I don't think there's any way around it. You're going to lose some of these rivalries, some of these games that you look forward to, uh, like an Auburn and that kind of thing for for Georgia or some of the other games, and maybe even non-conference. Georgia Tech might get knocked out of the schedule because you have all these conference games too. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's progress, mm-hmm. and other team for for Georgia for some of the core SEC team, I guess all of the core SEC teams, we haven't had that much of a jumble of our schedules of our traditional rivals, et cetera, uh, in some time, and the rest of the country has. So for us, it's this, you know, how could we lose Auburn? How could we this or that? But, you know, Nebraska left the, the Big 8, mm-hmm. which became the Big 12. And they're in the Big 10 for years now. And, and Colorado's out in the Pac-12. And, you know, people have jumped all around. Penn State has been part of the Big 10 for 15, 20 years. I can't even keep track anymore of how long these. So, you know, new rivalries are built. And, and yeah, it's sad, but, but move on. We talked about strengths at the very beginning. Talk about weaknesses that you see. Let yeah. me put it this way. The talent is there. The experience in some areas is not. So uh, incredible amount of talent. I think 77% of our roster are either four or five-star um, recruits. That's third in the country right now for how many people are, thir- are, are four or five stars with 77%. But there's a, a lack of experience some places. Number one concern is probably coming off the edge on defense, right? So who's going to come off the edge? Uh, we're losing Robert Beal <clears throat> from, pardon me, last year. Sorry, I have a little frog in my throat. Um, and, and we've got a lot of young guys coming in. Chaz Chambliss, who ended up having to play last year after Nolan Smith. We're losing Nolan Smith, even though we lost him for most of the year last year due to injury. He, you know, he had to come in for Nolan Smith last year, and he's the experienced guy. But I think if you have any real concern there, it's having people who are uh, mature enough. We had uh, really three guys who couldn't practice in the spring. Michael Williams, who's a defensive end, who's terrific, who really showed out fantastic in his freshman year. He couldn't play. He was hurt. And then two other guys had shoulder injuries. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. was one of them. And I'm going to try to remember the Oh, Jalen Walker was the other. And they couldn't practice as well. So uh, rush coming off the edge is going to be something to be concerned about. Uh, who will play quarterback, which we've already addressed, right? I mean, we're not sure. And yeah. like, like I said, till the, till, the, till the bullets are flying, you don't know how guys are really, really going to do. True. And um, I don't know, other concerns? Well, we don't have a Power 5 appoint, uh, opponent until the third game of the season. Yeah. So you, know, you come in and you're playing – you know, Tennessee Martin, you're playing Ball State, yeah. you're playing... Improbably, I am from Martin, Tennessee, oh. home of Tennessee Martin. And may I just say, go easy, 
Go easy. <laughs> Please. Don't break What's anyone. the team nickname? <laughs> the Skyhawks. That, oh, exactly yeah. right. Very good. I didn't know if you knew that. I'm well aware. When you said go easy, I thought you were going to say go, go Skyhawks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you threw me no, off I, there, Chris. I know the score. I know the score. <laughs> I'm sure they do, too. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess those would be uh, uh, my concerns. You, you talked about four and five-star guy. I mean, everything guy that uh, Georgia seems to bring in or some highly uh, high recruits who are a couple of freshmen that that uh, people are really excited about seeing hit the field oh um well at running back let's talk about running back we have a guy named Roderick Robinson who's who's come in and he played in the spring and he is man he, he weighed about 240 in the spring at running back and I think they want to get him down another 10 maybe 15 pounds but he is uh he is a load coming through and he showed up really well practiced very hard and we had a depth problem there during the spring with some injuries and he really showed up and, and got some reps there he did terrific then we have a guy who was last year actually ahead of Branson Robinson true true freshman last year who came in and then got hurt Andrew Paul so he'll be somebody to to look out for how is he going to play uh, for Georgia who else uh, I mentioned Monroe Freeling I guess He's a tackle. I'm not sure how much time he'll see, but uh, there's some talent there. At tight end, Lawson Lucky. His dad was one of the lucky triplets who played for Georgia. I remember. Uh, that was back in my days. Yeah, I'd back in your yeah, days. The, the lucky triplets. The, the lucky them. triplets. Yeah. And his dad was one of the lucky triplets who played for Georgia. And Lawson's uh, showing up at tight end and done really well there as well. He's another one who's a load and brings it. And some of these guys, you just love to watch them hit. They just love to hit. Peace.